Welcome back to your daily dose. It's Bob. I have a long history of trying new and different things with audiences I encounter at work and at play. I love to catch people off guard and then delight them with what comes next. I call these little interludes human experiments. They're interactive exercises that teach people about each other and about themselves in a fun and engaging way. Listen in as Nick and I talk about the first time I engaged an audience after the Pulse tragedy. It was one of the most inspired audience experiences of my life so far. Check it out. You should have a dog, though. You would you'd be such a great dog person. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Just seeing you with that bearded dragon. I can't believe I saw that bearded dragon for the first time after I mentioned it. I mean, I, I said... Have you ever seen a bearded dragon? Not you realizing know, you were... I'm an onion. <laughs> All right, I like know. I can't give you everything in the first year I of know. our podcast. We had doling it out with a, with an eyedropper. We like, need subjects. This is going to go on forever. Yeah, I think so. I think so. The more I learn about you, I really do feel like every time I talk to you, I'm like, who the hell is this person? I I had no idea. I think that's indicative, though, of also not realizing how interesting you are until well after the interesting things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right like true. some of the stories i tell i'm like oh that's not really a story it's like oh no that's a story yeah it's not a story to you because it's old hat because it you. happened to me mm-hmm. like it couldn't possibly be interesting because it's my life i have this uh exercise that i do with groups that i love it's called finish it and what it is is it's a circle and a line on a piece of paper and you're given a marker and you're told finish it and that's it but you do that in a room with a hundred people and you'll be amazed at how different how many things come out of that circle and line and the most beautiful dynamic from this whole exercise is the amazement of the people who drew their finish it at how other people respond to what they drew because in their mind they looked at a circle and line and they're like oh i know what that is that's a piece of swiss cheese and they draw it and other people are like that's brilliant swiss cheese i wish i, I had seen that. that yeah right and the whole purpose of the exercise is to get them to appreciate their own creativity and their own original perspective. And I feel like this is the exact same thing where it's um, it's just an appreciation of the originality of the people who are there. And the more you learn and the more you relax and share, uh, the more fascinating it becomes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I like the individuality thing, obviously. I'm looking for my next uh, human experiment and I'm struggling because I... Because human centipede's been done. Oh, oh, what a creepy thing that is. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even. Saw, they're rebooting it again, so you can't really do that. Old and boring. Yeah, so human experiments, human experiments. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Island of Dr. Moreau oh, we're back is there ripe. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been there for a while. Well, it should never be revisited is the thing. Of all the subjects in the world, the Island of Dr. Moreau should be spoken of once and left alone. I mean, that's now that was written by... H.G. Wells? Oh. Oh, maybe it was Jules Verne. I think it might have been it, Jules it's Verne. It's one of the two. And one it of those like big, one of those classic guys. Sci- but, sci-fi, like pre-sci-fi. But genuinely, genuinely sick concept. Did you ever see the movie with Marlon Brando? Oh, yeah. That Okay. That alone was disturbing. Yeah. Marlon Brando in general, I'm sorry, I find disturbing on the screen. I, I liked him in The Godfather. I wish he would have taken the cotton out of his mouth. But... You know, all, every other role that I've ever seen him in, I just feel like he's he's on the verge of killing somebody. He's just always just an inch away from killing somebody. Yeah, he might be Superman's dad. Yeah, that's why they it's chose like him. He killed Krypton. 
as far as I know. I don't remember all of the history with Superman, but I'm pretty sure it was his fault. I think it was. I think that they were, yeah, I think he resulted in the blowing up of that planet. Let's get back to your human experiments. <laughs> like w- when you say a human experiment, I kind of know what you mean. We've kind of talked about a few of them, but what is what is one that you've done and what are you thinking about in terms of a future one? Okay, like uh, after after Pulse, uh, the Pulse tragedy in Orlando where 49 human beings were senselessly killed, um, we came back to our theater at SAC and we did a fundraiser. And I was invited to do something at that fundraiser. And so I, I chose to do a human experiment. And a human experiment, I, I'll call them a human experiment because you don't, exactly know how it's going to turn out. It's putting certain variables in place and then you're letting humans deal with it, how they deal with it, and you're finding surprise and delight with their response. So in this instance, I, I went into the theater and I put a piece of different colored paper on every seat and a different color marker on every seat. And when I got up onto the stage, I talked about the senselessness of the tragedy and I invited the audience members on their colored paper with their colored markers to write a message to the victims to the family members, uh-huh. to the first responders, to the community. I just want, I want you to write a message uh, of how you feel, of what you want them to know. Do that. And then I had all the people that had yellow paper stand up and share their messages and all the people with their blue and all the people with their pink. And then basically I had everybody stand up and show the full rainbow of colors of all of their messages. And it was this juice-filled, beautiful moment, the messages. I have, I have these in a stack I'll show you at the end of this podcast in my, in my office right now. I've kept them since that tragedy. Oh, yeah. And, and the messages are full of love and hope and we support you and people offered them crying and laughing and hugging and it was, it was super moving and that's what I'm talking about, that kind of thing where you can bring a group of strangers to a different place where they feel each other and they can show themselves and they can see each other. And, and that's, that's it. So I've done it with that. I've done uh, something called uh, let your light shine, I love that. Uh, which is, yeah, continues to rock my world wherever I bring it just because people respond so genuinely to it. And, and so the next question is how do I, how do I take it to a new level that will allow people to feel things like that in a short amount of time, uh, but so they can see the potential, right? The potential for connection, the potential for expression, stuff like that. So I love this stuff. I and can't wait to see what you come up with. Me either. Uh, but at the same time, as I mentioned, it's, it's a weird thing when you do stuff that turns you on enough that you're afraid to do the next thing. Yeah. Because you know it's going to pale in comparison. And the media probably does that too. Michael Jackson's first album out was so incredible. How could a second album ever compete kind of a thing, right? So, I don't know. We'll keep trying though because it's fun. It's fun. Hey, it's me, Nick. Thanks for listening. Just a quick corrections corner. It was the great H.G. Wells who wrote The Island of Dr. Moreau. Now, I know Bob was turned off by that story. But as you heard on this episode, he makes hybrids of his own. Hybrid experiences that involve the audience in a way they weren't expecting. Hopefully you get to go to the island of Dr. Codges soon. In the meantime, have a great day.